0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
1: Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com.
0: Searching for just the right job? Whether you're looking for full-time, part-time, or seasonal work, you can get started today. Amazon Jobs offer the whole package with great pay and flexible shifts that allow you to choose when and how much you work. Find a warehouse close to home and discover the role that works for you. To get your application started for an hourly job, go to amazon.com apply. That's amazon.com apply. Amazon is proud to be an equal opportunity employer. It
1: is the post-match blue room, uh, everything nil, Manchester City one. Uh, the morning after the night before, which we don't normally do things like uh, in how we record these post-match podcasts, but it's me and Les Roberts early on a Sunday morning. Fresh and uh, early in the morning, which it it feels a bit weird doing this this time of morning, Les, but I think probably a little bit better for us to have um, have things settled down and be able to think about what happened in that match because uh, basically Everett were robbed and it's not the first time we've said it. It certainly won't be the last time we've said it this season. I think when it comes to VAR decisions and refereeing decisions and referees taking the bottle, completely bottling it at Goodison Park and, and wherever we're playing away from home. But, um, yeah, Everton lost 1-0 to the Premier League champions and um, a difficult one to take, Les, more than more than what I really expected, to be honest with you, because I have to be honest. that I mean, I, I expected us to get hammered. I expected uh, Man City to get three, four, five, uh, given how poor we were away at Southampton, given how poor we were away at Newcastle in the game before that. At Goodison's where we've actually been really good under Lampard and that continued against Manchester City so I mean that, a defeat like that I felt so sorry for the lads to be fair um, we'll talk a little bit more in detail about the goal we conceded and, and the ridiculous lack of penalty given at the end but what were, you, what were you feeling sort of walking away from Goodison last
0: night after that? Um, yeah it was, it was annoying because of the way it happened I mean as you said we'll talk about the non-penalty and the goal because both were ridiculous but it was, it was hard to be too sort of downbeat, really. I think the feeling amongst like, me, my dad and the kids, as we were walking back, we were just annoyed at the way it had gone because I think, as, as you said, we were all expecting probably to get a bit of a hide. And uh, after them getting beat against Tottenham, you think City don't really get beat twice on the bounce. I thought there would have been a reaction from then. Um, but again, again, we, we came off the traps flying and it's like, I mean, we've been saying this for years, haven't we? It makes such a difference when the team comes out and starts on the front foot. Yeah. Because the crowd are up for it anyway at the start and it keeps that momentum going. So the crowd and the players feed off each other if they go out on the front foot. I thought for the first half, I thought overall we were the better side. Mm. Came up second half and I think controlled the game for a good half an hour solidly. We were really struggling to get out of our box, uh, out of our uh, half, sorry. Mm. Uh, Donny van der Beek going off didn't really help matters because I thought he was brilliant in the middle with the core and Allen. That looks like a proper midfield three that we've been crying out for. But yeah, I think first off, you know, we went in at nil-nil. We, we were by no means hanging on. We carved out a couple of decent chances. Um, Anthony Gordon's free kick. God, I thought that was in. We, we, we all jumped up and nearly went through the roof in the park. Yeah. Thought it was in. But yeah, you know, we it wasn't just like we held on or like held our own. We, we probably for them. And I think we caught them out a bit, really. Because I don't mm. think they were expecting that. And, I think Lampard's, is it, Lampard's interview after the game was brilliant, by the way. Yeah. He, kept, yeah. he kept his calm head on himself and just called out everything as it was. But he was, he was saying himself, you know, you've, you've got to look at the positives in that. And he, he's even sort of tempering people's expectations by saying, look, do you know what? We could be in the bottom city next week because we could. But let's not panic because that level of performance we put in yesterday, that's what they're capable of. Mm. You know? The problem is us doing it two games on the spin because, you know, you can't get two good performances out of most of the players. You can't get two good performances out of this team on the bounce of teams, but they're really going to have to, you know. They've set themselves a level there. And if we can use that team, there's no reason why we can't go down to Spurs and have a good go with them. Because, you know, they're dead and dead in some weird form, aren't they? You know, beating City, getting beat by Burnley. I think they lost four out of five before that or something. So, you know, they're... They're not brilliant. I know they battered leads, but so did we. It's like, I don't think we've got anything to be scared of down there. We've just got to sort of, you know, play our own game like we did yesterday, handle them like that. Um, but yeah, I think the players have set themselves a baseline there. now it's like, well, at least at home, this is what we expect from you. And you can do it. And I think that, I think that's what we've got to really take from yesterday. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's the way I'm looking at it now. Mm. It's it's definitely helped sleeping on it. Um, I haven't I haven't woken up in a bad mood, which is always a good sign because I normally do. Um yeah, I, I, I'm just sort of like it's you know, I don't I don't like to say expected defeats, but I think we all expected to get beat. We did ultimately get beat, but it wasn't, it wasn't even like one of those heroic defeats you get. Do you know what I mean? Where you're clinging on and, clinging mm. and they score it's like, oh well, that was coming, wasn't it? Because we, we genuinely could have done something in that game, we could have beaten them. I think we played well enough, at least to get a point. So it, I don't even think it was like the classic ever no just did enough not to get lettered. I think we held our own, and you know, we've, we've got to look at the positives from
1: that. I think that's
0: spot on. That,
1: that's a spot on analysis of that. I think what I want to get into a little bit deeper, Matt. Uh, Matt, I'm shouting Matt's name, shouting all sorts of different names. It's Sunday, <laughs> Sunday morning. You can count us there, you can count us for that. Do you know what I mean? It is a Sunday morning, it is early Sunday morning. I'm reflecting on this game, but um I mean, I, I thought Lampard was absolutely superb, but I also thought tactically Everton got it spot on. Um, because, I've, well, particularly in the first half, I think naturally towards the end of a game, when you're playing against a side, a world-class side like, like Man City, you have to give that respect and credit too. Um, you Naturally, it's going to get deeper towards the end of the game when you have a conceded. They're going to try and press you a hell of a lot more than they did throughout the rest of it. But that first half, and and you, you made a lot of... Um, sort of nice talking towards the way in which Lampard was um, and how he's been. And I thought that was a big, big step forward for him as a as a young manager that's still learning his trade. Because I, I the thing that I was afraid of was that we were completely going to have to basically stand on the edge of our box for the entirety of that game. And in the first half, I thought we, we absolutely didn't. We, we played much, much better than I thought we did. It was with confidence. It was with... A sort of a, the right sort of attitude you want against the side that's that good coming to the Park and I felt like the, the line in which the back line stayed with wasn't as deep as I thought it'd be um constantly and that, that midfield I think that's probably the key thing that I'm waking up much more positive about than anything else was there were there were enough blueprints there in that midfield for me to think you know what If we stick with that, we'll be fine here. We'll be fine. I mean, if you look at what Lampard said after the game, um, just the quote what he said, he said, myself, players, fans, don't look at the table in the next few weeks. I'm not buying time here, but if you were like this um, today, um, with the energy and passion that we did, then my feeling is that I think we'll be fine. And and that's absolutely how I felt. But with the midfield, getting core back in here. I mean, we all knew core was an important player for us, but I also think the, the impact and the influence it had around him with Alan being much better positionally, much more disciplined than where he stayed. Because that's the thing that's been a bugbear of mine for a long time with Alan is that he just goes all over the place. And you're like, what are you doing? Get back here. And I was thinking up, up, up against Rodri, um, yeah. up, up against everybody that he had influence front. you know, De Bruyne is there as well that I thought that we're just gonna be absolutely ripped apart here. But he was so disciplined. And the big as well, he was just fantastic sign. And we've got those three and let's hope it was just cramp. I think Lampard said that the, the hopeful that it was cramp and not like a serious injury. Obviously we'll find out that today and, and on Monday what what properly that is. But that that to me more more think, I'm more thinking about that and more positive about that than I am about you know the the anger I've got towards not getting that penalty at the end, Les, and mm. just on just on Decore. I think many questions that were in his return here under Lampard would be, look, we've been dying to find somebody who could actually just take on this DM position. I think he's he's not he's not a DM in the slightest, but he knows how to he knows how to move properly in, in and around that position when he's needed to
0: against a team that's going to have more possession. Yeah, I think I think the good thing we've got with that three as well is that you can all, you can all fit in in that defensive midfield thing. So yeah. you can change and you can, all, you can all break forward. So as you say, I mean, Alan was unbelievable yesterday. I think that's possibly the best I've seen him play. He was he was everywhere, but without, like you said, recklessly being everywhere. He was always in the right place to like pick it up. And his passing was sound and everything yesterday. So if you do kind of think though that that's a proper midfield three, you know. So all being well and Van der not injured, um, you know we can use that for the league games at least for the rest of this season. But it it feels like we've been crying out for this for ages, haven't we? Yeah. And Paul comes in and he's playing two in the midfield again, and we're like, look, this isn't enough. But it seems like he's, yeah, I don't know if he's been waiting for this, and now now he has got the three that he wants. That's what we're going with. Um, but I'm, and and another thing with this game is as well, we're still playing with a makeshift back line. I thought, yeah. I thought, I thought. You I don't really think you can blame Michael Keane for the goal. Um, he was wrong-footed, but it was just dead weird. It was a really weird deflection off Mason Holgate. But I thought overall, Keane and Holgate were good again. He just... He, he weren't doing anything fancy. He was getting rid of it when they needed to. Heading it clear when they needed to. Just doing the basics. John Joe Kenny was great at left-back again. Seamus Common was great at right-back again, which I really didn't expect. Because when you see those two teams lining up, you think this defence is going to get rinsed here today. But they were both, the whole background was really good the whole game, the midfield protected them well the midfield broke quickly and I thought Richarlison was absolutely outstanding yesterday, yeah. everywhere he gave the, the back two absolutely dreadful afternoon there because he just did not stop the lad was dead on his feet and I just thought it was a great performance, his hold up play was superb because he was getting it a lot of the time on his own and just having to keep hold of the ball while people caught up with him and he, he did it brilliantly and it, it just was one of those all round, they're good team performances, which is what you need against a team like City. So it is, it is frustrating that ultimately it just comes out, yeah, we've been beat by City again. It, it, that's, that's the result. But, you know, we've, we've got to look further than that and say that is, that is a massive, massive leap for this team, especially when you think, like, you know, where we've been this season. You said before Lampard saying about he's not buying time. I don't think he needs to buy time. No. no. Even, if, even if the worst should happen and we do go down, we've got to stick with him. Because you can see what he's trying to do, and he has achieved pretty much the well, what I thought was the impossible this season, and he's united everyone at the ground and the fan base. Basically, he's got everyone on the same page now. Because we, he's coming out. He's, he's not. He's saying the right things, but he's not just. They're not just like platitudes. He's just a dead level-headed fellow by the look of it. And he comes out. He doesn't give you any shit. He just says how it is. And Obviously, we, we've yet to see. You know, if we go, if we do go on a bad run or something, because that's when. That's when managers tend to lose their head and start. Well, yeah. isn't it? So we don't know yet. But so far, so good. You know, he's coming out. He's, say, he's saying things how it is. And you can see what he's, he's trying to do. And I think yesterday as well, Ashley Cole got booked, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, did. yeah, he got like, booked. You know, you've got, that, you've got yeah. that backroom staff who, were, you know, the players were surrounding the referee at times yesterday, our players, which they don't do normally. So you've got the backroom staff who are getting involved as well to the point where they're getting a bucket. It's like they are building up this sort of a bit of character about the team teams now. Because you know, Ashley Cole and Frank Lampard, they're just winners, aren't they? They know what to do. They know how to handle a game um you know when you're not getting the decisions because they've been there with like you know Chelsea, you know, that, that's those Chelsea teams they were in. They won everything. They know how to handle referees and what you need to do to get in the faces. And it, it seems like hopefully that's got that's rubbing off on the team because that that was a that whole performance, everything about it yesterday was just, it was so different to anything we've had this season. And I just like, you know, you don't, I don't want to start thinking back to Benitez all the time because I've got PTSD about it anyway, but <laughs> I think if, that, if, that, if he was manager yesterday, we'd have got Wallop there because he would have sat back. It would have been like the derby. And, you know, we, we can't afford to do that. Yeah, I, I, think, I think, Les, the, the sort of thing that I was looking at was like,
1: if 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 you're ever gonna lose a game um in, in such an unfortunate circumstance, then uh I'd still feel not well happy but content with the performance and, and sort of using that as, as some way to kick forward um, when it comes on to the next game we've got, then that was probably the only way it was ever gonna happen and it did. And mm. and that's why that's why I'm I'm more I'm obviously not happy whatsoever with the result because we should have drawn the game. It was a it was I thought it was just nailed on the draw that you're ever going to see, really. Um, you know, I think City were very, very fortunate to get away from Goodison with three points, and I didn't think we'd be sitting here saying that after a match against them, Les. And, and you know, the the, the thing that, that made me feel much more, I don't know, better, I think it's just this basic way to use, feel better about losing that game than I did with that appalling performance against Southampton. Was was there was a togetherness um, with mm-hmm. those players, and that's something that we've been crying to see all season long. Um, yes, you get the sort of honeymoon type of thing with with Lampard and you know the two that he won at Goodison and all that sort of thing. were very much fans behind them. It's a more of a much more traditional Goodison Park. What we've seen in, in those games, this one was very different because of the type of opposition we had. Yet I've I've still come away from it feeling much more positive than I ever thought I would do. Um, and yeah, I mean, he's, he's got. I think he's got a team in there now who are, are well behind him. And and I think you do have to mention the Benitez thing in here because if you could, if you told me what say four weeks ago before Lampard came to Brighton, um, that that we were ever going to look like this and feel like this and have a team that was sort of fighting for each other and the fans and and the you know the fans and the club were as one. And have said there's absolutely no chance and you must have been drinking all night because it, it never looked likely under Benitez it never looked likely for, for quite some time really ever since Ancelotti left um that feeling around the club I thought that's why we are really in the mire this season when you look at the league table and, and things like that. But um it, it makes me it makes me feel <sighs> less scary um, than, than I was before the game even though we've lost I think I know that's really weird and I hope I hope people who are listening to this get what we mean by that and I hope they feel like that and also I think in years gone by we've also seen a, a Gunnison Park that is often at its best when Everton fans and Everton players are angry mm. and you know it's a, it's a shame that that penalty that wasn't given to us didn't happen half an hour earlier because oh, now God, yeah. I, could, I, could, I could almost guarantee that we get a result out of that game. Because it was that, dare to say it, going back to the Moyes years, it always used to feel like that. Against, like exactly we used to have City away, City at home. Moyes would get a one-over against them because he had that mentality where we got so... Uh, it, it, it just seemed to happen naturally that Everton get something out of a game like that. So it's a shame it happened so late on um, and, and and the way in which the, it, it came about... But I thought, going just going back to the goal, I think we do have to mention it with, with Keane. Initially, I was I was with him when I saw it. Um, <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched it back. I'm, I'm sort of in between it's mm. his fault and it's not. Because the deflection, yeah, you can't account for that. No one can tell you that the ball is going to go in a different direction because it's hit somebody right in front. Yeah, especially given that Keane, I'm trying to be nice when I say this. He's not the most mobile of centre halves, is he? No, uh, he's he's a big boy, and he's obviously he's moved, he's planted everything onto his left foot, and then when that ball comes in, it's his right foot that he has to sort of, just basically throw something at the ball so he hits it, and he does, and unfortunately for there and, and and he slots, and and that I, I do feel sorry for him. But I don't know. It'd be interesting to get the take of a, somebody who's like being a, a you know professional centre half. The, what they do in that position is sort of still stay on their toes. I yeah. don't think he was fully on his toes, and that's where it's happened. And it's so so unfortunate, but he should really be on his toes. I think that'd be the difference between a Premier League defender that's at the top of his game, i.e., one that you look at. That the the city have got in Laporte or someone like that and properly be on the toes there to deal with that versus somebody like Keane who is, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. Aerially, he's an, he's generally fine, he generally wins most things in the air, but it, it's on his feet where he lacks his passing ability and his running ability. Obviously, are the things to be desired. So. That's ultimately why it's happened. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I, I probably do apologise to the lads because at the time I was absolutely fuming with him when I watched it back. You know, it, yeah. and, and he, he deserves a little bit of, uh, you know, credit for, in terms of, like, how he defended for the whole game as well. Because like you said, Les, I don't think we were ever in danger at a point where I'm like, you know, there was the time when Pickford makes that double save. which double save was back. outrageous. Absolutely brilliant, so but other, other, than that, other than that, I'm not looking at that game thinking City are through on goal here all the time. City have got one on ones, and you know, we're very much back against the wall. Mm-hmm. I think you know, many, many, I've seen many people on, on Twitter saying, you know, oh, we dropped far too deep. Why are we dropping so deep? It's just the way football works. That's yeah. how matches work when you're playing a side that's got far more possession than you. You just drop deep. It's naturally when you're one nil up, two nil up in, in games. Every team drops off a little bit because the, the, the everyone's getting tired towards it. Well, you put a hell of a lot of hard work in there. It's just that's just a lot of averages the way the way things happen. Like you, can't, you, can't, you can't say to Lampard or Paul Clements or anyone else in there, Ashley Cole, whenever you've played football, you've won the Champions League, you've won every trophy in the game. You can't tell me that they are going to ever say to the, the teammates, look, lads, don't be stepping back. It's just. That's how it happens. Yeah, if, every game has some flows on it like that. Exactly right, exactly right. So, I mean, I'm not having that to be to be sort of, you know, to hit any of the, the players on with that sort of blame because uh, it's, it's just the way things happen with it. And I thought that there were a lot of people in that team, there were a lot of people in that eleven who grew a hell of a lot yesterday. One mm. of them I want to talk about, Les, as well, is Anthony Gordon um, because, to me, he, he looks like he's going to be such a top-class player. And the fact that we're able to talk about him with such praise, given how poor we've been this season, won six, game, six games in 24, we've won, he's been involved in most mm-hmm. of them and every single one of them he's come away from. I I've, I've very, very rarely, if maybe once or twice, thought this lad deserved a hell of a lot more from that game because he's basically dragged the team at times. Um, when he's got the ball, when he's got involved with Richarlison, when Calvert-Lewin's being fit, all of those different games where we've actually taken out points from them, he's generally been the man that's been involved in every single part of that, yeah. and well, he just, just turned 20 now, hasn't he? Um, you know, to, to do that, to, to be so mature at, at that age, is such a promising thing to, for us to go forward with, because right now, I don't think I, I think he's one of the first names on the
0: team, Gilles. Yeah, 100%. Definitely. It, it's frightening how much he's come on this season. Because even at the start of the season, it was like, still maybe looks a little bit slight, still a bit yeah. Up. yeah. Last six months, he's, ju- he's just, he's, he's come on so far. Like yesterday, first thing in his mind was just to attack out the wing at City. Mm. No cutting back or messing about, just go straight for them. And he's taken the responsibility, the corners and the free kicks and everything now. You know, there's yeah. a team full of very experienced players there and he's the lad who's taken the free kick the direct free kick that we get, he's taken the corners. So, you know, for a lad that age to be taken on those responsibilities, it, it's brilliant. And he, as you say, he is definitely one of the first names on the team. Remember, I was down at Chelsea when we drew one all there. And I think that was the game for me where he like, he really sort of came of age. It was like, yeah, he's going to be a good player, this lad. And the whole away end was chanting his name and the look on his face at the end of the game was just an absolute delight. He was so made up. And I think probably something in himself thought. Then do you know what? I'm 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 going to do all right here, and yeah, he's just every game now. It's he's making stuff happen, isn't he? Mm. He's. I think he, I think he's infectious as well, Les. I think you know you, you look at what a Woby
1: was doing. There was a point, I think, just before half time, a Woby just ran his socks off. <laughs> he's knackered, and, wasn't he? He was absolutely yeah. trying to find a blade of grass on that pitch. How can you? When did you ever think you'd be saying that about Alex Owobi? Um, no. ever since he's been at Goodison Park, because let's face it, I think pretty much every fan at some point has written him off as an Everton player. Um, well, maybe not an Everton player because we tend to, tend to keep players for far too long, don't we? When when, uh, when we don't want them any longer, that's been one of the main problems we've had, um, in, in terms of recruitment and getting rid of players and stuff like that, the deadwoods and all that sort of thing. But I'll tell you something, what I've seen from him recently particularly what I've seen from him with Goodison under Lampard has been really, really impressive. And I do definitely hat to him because um, it is a lad I think he's 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 probably suffered a hell of a lot in terms of the the attitude he's had from us as fans from you know from from all over the place really when he particularly when he was back at Arsenal as well. They ripped him apart a bit and he's probably he's shown a hell of a lot I think in the last couple of weeks. That I'm more than happy to have him as part of this squad. Um, Don't do want him starting. Probably not. He's not. But he's he's very much somebody who I'm happy to bring off to the bench with that attitude. And I think that is the word. I think that I'm I'm going to be at the be at the forefront of my mind when I'm looking at Everton, um, particularly after that game against Manchester City, is attitude and mentality. And I think Lampard was spot on. Rather than rather than start saying you know doing the things that. I think managers who were fighting relegation in the past have done thinking, you know what, we need to fight this. And you come out as if like he's, you know, he, he needs to be so aggressive about things and things like that. He's, he's relatively calm mm. in, in what he says and he's rel- he, he's so very sort of he see he sits back and he sort of assesses things quite quite cleverly. And I think that shows, you know, if you if you didn't know, he was what in his early 40s and this is sort of and he is basically his first proper full-time Premier League job that he's not had since uh, Chelsea and he, had, he was obviously at Derby as well. You look at his career, a uh, very young career as a manager, that you wouldn't know of, would you, if, if you weren't told it or if you didn't know it? Um, because I, I think when he when he talks his words, they, they are very very sort of relaxed and, and he, he seems to get it. And, and that's what gives me a little bit more positivity in what's going to happen in these future, in this game going forward. Look, we do go through a game against Spurs where I think I I am concerned by it because Spurs, Spurs were very, very good. I think Conte is one of the best managers going. I think he's a brilliant manager. To get something at Spurs, I, I think it's a big ask, still. Um, Even though, you know, and we've got, obviously got the FA Cup game just before that too as well, which, you know, remarkably yeah. gets to a quarter final in the FA Cup if we beat it, which we should do, we should win that game. Be interesting to see what lineup he goes with in that. And obviously we'll assess that on the Blue in the days to come. But when you look at that Spurs game, there's no reason to fear Everton going down there. Um I just think that Spurs probably got themselves sorted against Leeds. Mm. And and it's we like, don't want to talk about it a little bit um to be honest with you, Les, because if you look at that table, which I know Lampard's told us not to, and he's absolutely right in that attitude. But if you look at the Premier League table, yes, you know, we are just above the drop zone. Now we're in 17th position. But when you look at the games in hand, we've got all of a sudden now you look at it. We played the same amount of games as Burnley that have played the game more than us this week because I think they've got Leicester at home. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we'll all be watching that and seeing and seeing how that goes. But you look at Brentford, Leeds, even you go as far up in that list to Crystal Palace. Who ironically, if we were to win our games in hand, I think we have three games in hand and then we'd actually go above Crystal Palace with the games in hand. Um the the table looks so much more different
0: and open mm. than I thought it would be, despite the fact we've just suffered from another defeat. Yeah, it's, it's the thing with the table isn't you can see why Lampard's saying don't look at it is because Yeah. The optics yeah. aren't good. I mean, even if if even if we do drop to 18th, which we could do because Leicester are terrible this season, so there's no reason why Burnley can't beat them and drop us into the relegation zone. Even though we've got those games in hand, it doesn't look good, does it? It's like it does make you nervous because you're actually in the drop zone then, which I don't think we've been in for a, well for a couple of years. Like, but this feels more real than at any point since the nineties. I think. I think the the real danger is still there. Like, yeah. Performances like yesterday and the and the home performances so far definitely definitely giving us some hope that you know what they're not as they're not as bad as they have been. Because I mean, said said earlier in the season, there's no way this squad should be anywhere near the relegation zone. It just shouldn't be because it's yeah. it's a decent enough squad to be mid-table. Um it was just appallingly managed for the first four months of the season. Um and but the good thing is, you know, we've still got time to turn it around. It's still in our hands. I know we're looking at other people's results, but it is it is still ultimately up to us, we can dig ourselves out of it, it's when you're having to rely on other results, that's when it's like, that's where it's really like nervous and thankfully we've not come to that yet and hopefully we won't. Um, just pick up on a Woby, just quickly, he's still yeah. really, really inconsistent but, as you said, his attitude's change. so when he loses the ball now, he doesn't just give up, he'll chase back after it and that's, you know, that's all you can ask from any players, that they just, you just don't give up any lost causes because if if that you know if he loses the ball in midfield and he gives it up and then you know you get past the fullback and the fullback gives it up, suddenly, you know, they're in the area making a decent chance. And that that's that's the thing you've got to get into your players. That if someone gets past you, just get back after them. Just don't make it, don't, don't let it be easy for them. And there was loads of times yesterday that Man City were doing, basically the way they were attacking was overlapping down the, down the wings and getting the ball across. And they must have done it consistently for about half an hour yesterday. Obviously, the goal ultimately came from that sort of setup um, but we dealt with it well in the main because a lot of the crosses were going in high as he said before that goes to uh, Michael Keane's feet and that's why as he said he's on the back foot and that's where you can kind of criticise him he should have been on his, on his toes he sort of rocked back and he wasn't ready for the, the change mm. of the ball so yeah the, the goal did come from that um, but you know they, they tried it that seemed to be their game plan to get to us and it didn't really work for most of the game because the players weren't letting the wingers get an easy ball across. So if they did get past the full-back, then someone else would cover. And there was a lot of really good defensive work that we did there. So that's why it was such a shame that the, uh, the goal came in the way it did. Um, hmm. Going back to the table, I think yeah, we can't get too hung up on that yet because it's kind of been in the bank all season now, hasn't it? It's been coming. Us dropping into the relegation zone has been coming for a while now. And we knew with this run of games we've got, with City at home, Tottenham away. It was always going to be tough, and there was a possibility that we could drop into, into 17th. Um, so, yeah, it's just... To, to uh, roll out to an old cliche, it's just one of those take every game as it comes now, isn't it? And that, that, that's all we can do. Absolutely right. I mean,
1: we, we have that... I think we have back-to-back home games after this one against Spurs, and it's going to be... Um, is it Newcastle and... Wolves and Newcastle, I'm thinking it. Wolves and Newcastle. I mean, you know, Someday. they're... they're that, that Newcastle one's going to be huge, but um, you know I, I think not thinking too far ahead here because if, you know, if we get something from Spurs, I think that's going to be a really good result if we go there and get something from them. But also Spurs, um, they, they've got their own predicament going on at the top half of the league in terms of their battle for the, the top four. But with, with us, Newcastle home, Wolves are home, Wolves have been really good this season too. They're two games that I'm looking at thinking we we should be getting six. I say should be should be is the wrong type of term really, but I'm I'm much more hopeful about us getting six points from them than I am against Lee, it's spares away and mm-hmm. certainly against that game last night as well. But um, I think that the sort of final thing you have to talk about is, is sort of end it on. The controversial—it's well, not even controversial, is it? The only the, the controversy over it was the fact that the referees were so incompetent um, in not rewarding Evan a penalty, in not rewarding that ridiculous handball by Rodri. Um, you're at the park end, aren't you? I mean, did you did you see the? Was it as blatant as it was? What you're about and 100 yards away? Was it as blatant as it was on TV on the other end no, of the ground
0: we, as well? The first we saw about it was the entire street end stood up and shouted for it. So you know. You know, you know when you're in the ground when there's a real appeal for something, and there's a half-assed one. So sometimes the a...
1: height of the shout isn't it? You, when, when someone screams, like when you hear that, and people don't know what I mean here. Hopefully, when, when I talk about this, but when you're in a ground and you hear a handball shout, there's a handball shout when half-hearted ones. You know yeah. what I mean? A half-assed oh ball. But when everyone, man, woman, and child, is on their toes screaming handball, it was, yeah. you it was literally know the that time. is a penalty.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. So, so as soon as um, as soon as we saw that, we were like, "Something, something's definitely gone on there." Because the shout was like, just it was so loud, and it was everyone, and that well, that, I mean, that shows how obvious it was to any because anyone anyone looking from the street end sees his arm move across and just sees it blatantly handball. So that was the. It's his fix-
1: movement, isn't it? Lester gets me. When I first seen him move, yeah, I was like, "What's he? What's he doing there?" Because he didn't really have anyone near him. And I'd seen the replay of it. It's ultimately the spin of it that gets it towards his arm. But I was like, why is he going at it like that anyway? He could have literally just let it drop. Yeah, he, he, he didn't have to do that. And it was just so like... It didn't feel like a natural movement where he puts his arm up. It's, it's that type of thing. You see it a lot of the time, I think. You certainly see it. You'll see it a lot in in, in sort of Sunday League footy. Is that sort of... You, young people and all young players and young people who get involved in football, you try and do that thing with your your actual shoulder, the very corner of your shoulder. Yeah. You knock it it to somebody, do you know what I mean? Knock it it's even like it's even like a skill when you're sort of having a laugh with the footy, you know what I mean? You try and take the piss when you're doing keep ups or whatever, you do that thing where you sort of very much alter your shoulder so it knocks the ball to it somewhere. Um it looks like he was trying to do that. But it goes further down his shoulder and onto his arm. It's so blatant. It's 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 just uh, it it makes you it makes you feel quite sick when you watch it really, and also when you think about the the predicaments. Hopefully that it doesn't come to mm. to bear fruit. What's going to happen? Um, you know, in in affecting Everton in, in such a negative way. But um, for that then to go to the VAR and, and look, we're back talking about this once again with this VAR system. How and it's it's our friend uh, Kavanagh, isn't it? Who's yeah. doing it at, at, at Staly Park? And you're like, how is he? How is he not given that? And then secondly, why is he not giving it to Tierney to go and look at and assess? And then they've started trying to get away with it by saying it was down to an offside, which we then find out since then that they've decided was not actually the case. There was no offside, and when I think when the um, the TV replayed it, there was there was no offside. The Charleston was nowhere near offside. It was ultimately pure incompetence from a refereeing committee. And, and right now, the VAR is actually being their enemy. Because in mm-hmm. the past, when those decisions happened before VAR came along, you're, like, you're basically saying, oh, how's the referee not giving that? And you're all sitting in the booze of fuming with the referee. But the fact that they see it again and can watch it as many times as they like to change the decision and then still don't
0: makes them look even worse. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think it's doing referees much good because they're in no. on it now. So Lampard, like Lampard said after the game, he accepts the fact that the referee wasn't in the best position to see it, so he couldn't see it. My issue with that is the referees should be in the right position to see it because because they know they've got VAR to fall back on. Now they're not making big calls when they used to, and the ref, you know the referee's position is poor. That if he can't see. Hand balling it that blatantly because, as he said, it, it wasn't. You know, if he's if he's standing there and his arms are slightly out from his side and it hits his arm, then it's like okay, there may be a little bit of interpretation there. Was his arm in an unnatural position? He moves his arm to hit the ball. It's it as clear a penalty decision as you can get. So I think the referee was was a bit shit there because his positioning. He should have seen it in the first place, but he didn't, and that's why we've got VAR. For him, for Kavanaugh to then look at that for two minutes and say, uh, nah, the, the insufficient evidence to say that it was a penalty. Uh, the, you know, they're bringing out this sleeve thing again. They've, com- they've complicated a really simple rule. It hits your arm. It's handball. But now they're saying, oh, maybe it was a bit on the sleeve, maybe it was a bit on his arm. You look at the replays, it's mainly on his arm. So that's that. That's, you know, that's not even an argument. It was ju- I'd
1: had, Les, Les, I was just going to say, I'd actually have more respect of Kavanagh of had t e given the penalty, actually seen it bang on, and then VAR assess it and then don't give it. <laughs> I, I'd actually have more respect for the man then, but for him to bottle it completely so pathetically, yeah. and then start talking about a potential offside
0: as well, that that that's even worse. The weird you thing know, for me... The weird thing for me is it's like you always you always think like with the Premier League, you've got an agenda. Yeah, it's an easy thing to think, and, and this especially makes it easy to think. The weird thing about this is surely if there was an agenda there for an open title race, you give that penalty. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. City, you know, we 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 may have missed it, we don't know. But all being well, we score, we get a point City drop two. Effectively at the end of the game, Liverpool are right back in the race, then mm. and that's a nice open title title race again i just don't understand why i didn't give it it
1: was it well it was blatant anyway oh the cat. it was um but but, i mean that's exactly why you know this is where i mean i I don't i don't agree that the, the, the corrupt side of things and all that look you know you can you can assess all of the statistics um all season long and yes generally the teams who are higher up the league given um, more leeway in terms of decisions than us down the bottom have I think that, that's again it's that's been important. the case yeah I remember years ago everyone used to say oh you can never get a, you, obviously you can never get a penalty what was our record at our field or you can never get a penalty at, um at I'm Old Trafford. Like we, 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 we we're back in that territory if we're discussing that sort of thing which does absolutely you know cases to make for all this, that there are certain clubs who seem to be dealt with worse or better than the way others aren't. Um, and, and, and the reason why that hasn't got any better really means that VAR needs to be looked at. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the, the way in which um, the, the, the referee, is, they've made themselves look worse. I, I don't know how, if you'd have been told pre VAR, pre the years when they started using it in um, at the World Cup and stuff like that, and at the Euros and where it starts to look a lot more competent than it did do previously to when it first came in a couple of years ago, when it did across Europe and and other leagues, and and certainly over in the States as well, when it was used, everyone was getting, not excited, it's probably the wrong word, everyone was getting really looking like, you know, I can't wait for this to come in because hopefully it'll make refereeing better. The fact it's made it worse is just mind-blowing, isn't it? Yeah. you you've, you've really do... when If someone said to you, what, three years ago was it when it came in? If someone said to you three years ago and said, oh, okay, so when a referee makes a the decision, there's still going to be a constant group of referees, a group of referees, by the way, not just one, who are sitting and watching this game, who can reassess it, watch replays of this, and then tell him that he's made the wrong decision or tell him to go and check on it because they think he's made the wrong decision to still get it wrong. That that That's like... I, I, I can't think of any way that makes them seem more ridiculous than they actually
0: do right now. No, it, it's, it's actually mind blowing how much they've messed it up. Yeah. Because the well, and, and also to now, make Les, it dead easy.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in the position now, Les, we're, we're at the business end of this, well, moving towards the business end of the season now where, you know, it makes me think back to what happened to Bolton, when Bolton ended up going down on goal difference against ourselves and, we all know what happens in, in those in those years where we've been fighting delegations. I'm sitting there thinking, hang on, one's gone against us here now. And it it went for us one time with, with the Bolton one and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh no, please don't make this be the one that comes to that we have to pay for. Um and, and you know, and somehow the uh, the gods of football are looking at us thinking, yeah, it's time for Everton to go. <laughs> um, I'm I'm hoping that we don't see any more of this sort of shit. No, and and just- I know so many. Know so many managers often say, you know, the old saying used to be it usually balances itself out. I'm not so sure that's the case when you've got VAR involved in in football anymore. But um, to to, sort of finish us off here, when, you know, hopefully everyone's having a nice, uh, relaxed Sunday, if they've listened to us, our dulcet tones, and um, well, you'd probably be feeling a hell of a lot
0: more angry now that we've just gone through the VAR situation. Just just to add to it quickly, Dave. Yeah, 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 go on. uh, Just about Kavanagh. That's Man United offside uh, when we should have won the game oh is that when Shagatim was on the floor yeah that was the last the last game it. before lockdown then he sent Ancelotti off straight afterwards when he didn't yeah. have any need to because he wasn't like mouthing off at him then he was in charge of the Spurs game this season when we didn't get that penalty which he actually gave and then it got overruled by VAR and now this yeah I think he needs to go on Clattenberg's band list wasn't he do you know, do you know
1: what the, I, I need to make a confession here you know because um I don't know if you, well, everyone remembers it, but when when we lost the, the derby at Anfield, when uh, Pickford makes the mistake with, oh, uh, yeah. with uh, I don't need to mention any That I remember coming away from that game and I was talking to people after it, and I think on one of our podcasts, if, if anyone's sad enough to go back through that list, I was saying, Do you know what? I was pleasantly surprised at how good the referee was. And I'm, <laughs> and, and it, I'm, I'm certain it was him. I'm almost yeah. certain it was him saying, you know, oh, that's a really good referee. It was, it was quite fair, the way it was refereed. And I had people around me, blues and red, saying, yeah, I suppose you're right there, do you know what I mean? Because normally you're moaning about the ref after the derby, it's the first thing that happens most of the yeah. time. Um, and, and, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, it seems like a decent referee. <laughs> could, could I have been more wrong? Could I, <laughs> thinking like I'm Chandler or Frenzy, could I have been any more wrong, or oh, Joey? Um it's, uh, yeah, it's mind-blowing how they've turned out and, and I want earth they've come away with not having a penalty. Look, like you say, we might not have scored it, but to have been denied the chance, um, yeah. it, it makes you feel even worse, really. Do you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, it's another one that, that, that you sort of hope. and Well, they're, they're probably just completely ignoring it now, but you hope that the FA, the PMOL, all, all of those guys, Mike Riley who's in charge, are going to look at that. I'll be interested to see what comes from it in... In all of the big uh, Pundit programs coming up over the next couple of days, and uh, Dimit Gallagher on Sky and all that sort of thing with Sue Smith on Monday. be interesting to see what they go through after that. But in terms of ourselves, yeah, um, I know we've spoken about it, but yeah, I think Lampard's spot on. Try not to look at the table, try more to focus on, I think, what the 80% of what we've spoken about in this podcast is how positive mm. Everton were, how good Everton were um, against Manchester City, because results will take care of themselves if Everton continue to play like that and conduct themselves like that, um, I'm like Frank Lampard, I think we all are, that, you know, we'll be fine if Everton play like that every week because that's the, that's the blueprint for me that if these lads are able to stay in that way there's no reason they shouldn't be because it didn't seem to me like it was that difficult for them to play like they did yesterday um, and, and then, you know, VAR aside and all that stuff, hopefully we're not in a position where that needs to affect what we need to affect but, um, I, I, am I'm, I'm much more confident after a one-nil defeat to Manchester City than I ever thought I would be, which seems absolutely mind blowing to say. But um, yeah, any, any further final comment, Les?
0: Um, no, just going back to Bolton. Uh, Southall was fouled before that as well, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah,
1: sorry. Yeah, I did forget to just mention Just want to get that, that in because
0: we'll, we'll have people say, yeah, Southall was fouled again. Yeah, <laughs> <was> <laughs> like yeah people, um, people would be screaming at that <laughs>
1: bit. You forgot to mention why, why they didn't get given it. It was fine. It was fine. We're still old one. Yeah, uh, no, but I
0: mean, we don't um, want that again, do we? That was something I to stay all, all different. And Chelsea did us a favour there, didn't he? Yeah, it, yeah. I, was it was, saying, uh, I don't think I could go through that now. No, absolutely not. No. And, you don't want to be going into that Brentford game, do we, needing to win? No, we don't want to... That, that
1: Brentford game is going to be... Well, then we go to Arsenal up last day. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the fixtures, um, the, the, the good of some ones are what give me enough faith to think we're going to be okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, and like and actually, you know, I, I'm glad to see if you... Everyone will have looked at the league. They'll have done the very thing that the, the, the Lampard doesn't want us to do. I think that's only natural. But you look at the teams that are involved in this now, there are more clubs getting sort of pulled in towards mm. that that zone. So while the table looks like it does, um, the games in hand now have come to us. So, you know, it, I think I'm much more confident of us having it in our own hands than hoping. I'm looking at results thinking, oh, I hope Burnley have lost and I hope Burnley have done this and I hope Watford have done this. You know, we have to go to them as well. I have no... I have no um, fear of going to, to, to Watford again if we if we play like that. So I think the team talks pretty straightforward for Lampard. Um, certainly next week at, at Spurs. Let's deal with uh, Boreham Wood first. Let's get a good feeling going to a quarter final, hopefully, in the FA Cup. And, and, and there's a much brighter horizon right around the corner for us all. But, um, yeah, thanks to Les. Uh, thanks to Mosey, who uh, hasn't bothered turning up because he's been out on the lash last night. Um but you know he's entitled to do so, I suppose, when you've just lost a game like the way in which we did. Um so I hope everyone's heads are a little bit clearer this morning. Um do let us know your comments at the Blue Dream EFC on Twitter, the the website. Uh, you know what everything is. And do join our Patreon as well. Um obviously we have shows every single day. And uh, as for me and Les, we'll talk to you more in this week ahead of the FA Cup game and that trip to Spurs. We'll see you soon. 5X480. Dayton B100 V-Belt, one of the many parts Granger carries. It's also the item that helped Rob carry the day. The job was on hold, deadline fast approaching. But a quick search on Granger.com and Rob found his part. And with same-day pickup at his local branch, he and his crew got the job done, safely and on time. Get supplies and solutions for every industry with real-time product availability. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done